Article 15. Counterfeit Morality. It's Never Been So Bad to Be Good. By Jonathan Gaiman. In 2021, the information age rapidly became the disinformation age. If the truth shall set you free, one has to ask the question, whose truth? Agencies of the United States federal government brashly violated the First Amendment rights of American citizens by strong-arming private media companies to suppress the free expression of the American people. Censorship, shadow-banning people with alternative views, deplatforming a United States president, unelected bureaucrats and their lapdog, technocratic oligarchs choke the free expression of any opinion that questions the official narrative of the state. If facts are facts, surely a free and rational society would welcome open and lively discourse in the review and debate of the data. Instead, government officials misrepresented, misappropriated, and concealed relevant facts to enforce economic shutdown and coerce vaccination of low-risk populations, while making fraudulent promises of vaccine efficacy and safety. Meanwhile, in other theaters of modern American life, we find ourselves the next target of left-wing radicals who work tirelessly to migrate Canadian legislation Bill C-16 to the United States. Canada's Gender Identity Rights Bill C-16 enforces compelled speech in public spaces, equating misuse of preferred pronouns with hate speech and violation of a Canadian's human rights. Even if you misspeak your own child's preferred pronoun. In an instant, metric tons of empirical biologic data differentiating male from female is instantly declared irrelevant, forcing Canadians to swap facts cherished by generations for an ugly, counterfeit dogma that violates their own logic, their own instinct. In obeisance to a scripted narrative, the harmonization of media networks, governments, and non-governmental organizations in perfect unison provides the surreal and spooky elevator music from which independent, discordant notes are labeled disinformation. Alternate views undermine the impact of the official narrative and jeopardize the goal of the left, universal conformity. Nebuchadnezzar demanded that all people, nations, and languages fall down and worship the image of gold he had made in Daniel 3, verse 4 through 6. Smartphones and vaccines change the scene and circumstances a bit, but the basic impetus remains unchanged. The extremist radical mob proselytizes a synthetic counterfeit morality. They seek to remove the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set from Proverbs 22, verse 28. The synthetic morality championed by woke stakeholders propels a radical self-righteousness that fuels the zealous battle cry of these mobs whose ends justify whatever means required to accomplish their utopia. The right and wrong of it all along the way is irrelevant to them. The virtue of individual opinion, the virtue of fact, the virtue of reasonable discourse, these treasured virtues of a free society are trampled under the black-booted foot of radicalized zealots bent on enforcing the compliance to a radical, synthetic morality. Thus saith the Lord, 
Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. From Jeremiah 6, verse 16. A society that rejects common values of right and wrong devolves into a jungle where only the most power-hungry and best-connected to the hierarchy survive. Ends automatically justify the means in this environment, and only the good die young. Imagine your child, injured, in pain, waiting on you to deliver him to the emergency room, stopped at a busy city intersection. Your frenzied thoughts circle around your child's injury and getting him relief as quickly as possible. All around you, people from all walks of life wait their turn to drive to work, take their kids to school, or buy groceries, waiting for the light to turn green. The complexities of the human condition, the morality of traffic rules, and the relative danger of speeding, hunks of metal, steered by flawed souls who vote from different political parties, all are tuned out as you focus on the urgent need to get your child emergency medical treatment. Traffic standards, licensing, and driver's training create opportunity for an endless variety of people to meet an endless variety of transportation needs in an efficient and timely way. Driving west across the Virginia state line into Tennessee doesn't mean you have to ditch the whole set of Virginia traffic rules for those of Tennessee. But what if it did? What if people decided to drive on whatever side of the road that seemed right to them? Don't like green? Maybe one person wants to associate the color red with go because it's his truth. It only takes a few doing whatever feels right in their own eyes to block the flow of traffic. There's a societal tipping point at which the growing number of people who reject traditional morality overwhelms the mechanics of societal systems. Once past this tipping point, nothing works as it should, and we all become trapped in a hopeless gridlock of sin and iniquity. Now snarled in this hopeless gridlock, your child won't make it to the emergency room anytime soon. Your only hope in this type, type of jungle is power and force, great enough to overwhelm, intimidate, or coerce those in your way. Only the biggest, strongest, or best connected make it to the hospital. You might join some sort of traffic gang that intimidates others clear from your path. Once at the hospital, empathy, equal of opportunity in the Hippocratic Oath, all now discarded in favor of white privilege reparation protocols, socialized medicine quotas, and health equity, no longer provide the humanitarian, legal, and ethical protections to ensure your child receives care. If your values are at odds with the hospital staff, you will need to have the right connections to get care for your child. A return to universal traffic laws, where each person is equally protected and punished by these standards, allows you to efficiently make it to the emergency room without a Mad Max conversion kit for your jalopy. A society built upon morality fosters cooperation, individual human rights, efficiency, and prosperity, where each person is empowered to express their individual gifts and perspectives limited only by the person's merit and the universally established values of right and wrong, spoken by the Creator in the law given to Moses. How did we get here? In postmodern morality, universal values of right and wrong do not exist. Instead, definitions of good and evil are artificially defined and redefined as necessary 
to support the goals of the social group. As a result, the objectives of the social group outweigh the principles or methods used to achieve these goals. The goals of the tribe are way more important than how they are achieved. Otherwise stated, the ends justify the means. Limiting principles are viewed as irrelevant and counterproductive. This immoral but pragmatic thinking echoes throughout Marx's philosophy and succeeding generations of Marxists, including Antonia Gramsci, Lenin, Mao, Herbert Marcuse, Saul Alinsky, President Obama, and Klaus Schwab. Postmodernism is a highly charged term, loaded with a bunch of different meanings. The word makes an early appearance in 1917 by a German philosopher, Rudolf Panwitz, while describing the 20th century nihilism inherent in the Western world. Used by a variety of intellectual disciplines, including music, literature, and architecture, the contrast between new and old in the middle of the 20th century. Postmodernism philosophy emerged in the 1980s to describe a reaction against foundationalism and rationalism. Foundationalism argues the merit of any body of knowledge founded upon first principles. Inhibited by the rules and empirical data sets from the past, modern thinkers reject rationalism and foundationalism. For the past four decades, postmodern radicals evangelized radical theories that permeated academia at first, but are now accepted at religious right throughout our civil institutions, media, and pop culture. From these philosophical seeds, the Western world is reaping critical law theory, critical race theory, equity doctrine, social Marxism, and woke virtue as cultural dogma. Where are we? Red is the new green. Yellow lights were discarded, as they were said to induce hesitancy in embracing the new synthetic morality. Shut up, comply, and get to work to earn dollars which buy less and less. Pay your taxes for a government that suddenly views traditional, universal morality as a garden for domestic terror. On December 13, 2022, the Respect for Marriage Act was signed into U.S. law. This law introduces the concept of a compelling governmental interest in eliminating any discrimination against same-sex marriage. As a result, the freedom of Americans to live and express their religious beliefs without violating the intent of this law is in jeopardy. Discrimination lawsuits against Christian institutions will accelerate, backed by the legitimacy of U.S. code, as voted for by the people's representatives. For the people which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. From Isaiah 5.23 Dead in the water, downstream from American pop culture, the facts that undergird the architectural, skeletal remains of Western culture are being consumed by feeling and fiction. Suddenly finding themselves alien to pop culture, where empathy and feelings are valued above reason, the masses of people who value a priori, foundations for logic and morality, are suddenly quite out of fashion. Forced upon these brave souls, a coerced, altruistic tolerance of all things new accompanies a raw and violent rage against all things old. These people, the keepers of all things old, suddenly find themselves fighting for oxygen amongst the toxic, suffocating fumes of cultural Marxism. Our children attend public school systems that no longer educate, but indoctrinate. Shut up. Comply. 
while the left radicalizes your children against you. Evangelizing your children in a woke dogma steeped in Marxism, cloaked in names like social-emotional learning, the left is coming for our youngest and most innocent with a curriculum designed to slip unnoticed past school boards. Cunning and evolving, the left will continue to sharpen their tactics. They will happily radicalize your children against you and the God of your fathers. A new generation of educators teach our kids that the old ways are abusive and evil. They teach them how to use state resources to neutralize abusive parents who listen to conservative media. In previous generations, Americans sent their kids to university expecting professors to teach the next generation to think analytically and develop the inner voice and talent of each scholar. Instead, our schools and universities indoctrinate and ordain a youth priesthood of evangelists dedicated to revolution for transgenderism, environmental alarmism, and critical race theory, coupled with a hatred for traditional morality. Eerily re reminiscent of Mao's army of students, or Hitler's brown shirts, young zealous mobs of impressionable idealists are redirected to loathe their culture and build a utopian neverland by demolishing civilization as they know it. And I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them, and the people shall be oppressed, every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. From Isaiah 3, verse 4 through 5. The extremist mobs will not settle for you or your children's quiet indifference. Step 1. They will ridicule you for your beliefs. Step 2. They will radicalize your children to dishonor their parents and the God of their fathers. Step 3. They will forbid you to do that which God commands. Step 4. They will command you do that which God forbids. Step 5. Finally, they will compel your obedience. If thou wilt fall down and worship me, from Matthew 4, 9. Their morality is counterfeit, authored by a liar, a thief, and a murderer. When Satan introduced the Faustian bargain to Eve in the garden, sin separated Adam and Eve from God. Of course, Satan assaulted morality first. Satan questioned the authority of God and his divine rule set for his people. The most cunning villain of all time. Satan has mastered the vulnerabilities of the human psyche. It's natural to empathize. It's comforting to agree with a stranger and build a relationship on common ground. It's so much easier to find a comfortable compromise with the world and pitch our tent toward the cities of the plain. Unfortunately, the devil weaponizes our feelings and desire to be accepted against us to his advantage. We forget. We occupy a war zone of evil battling good. Don't expect to walk through the kill zone and not get shot. In our time of polarized conflict between good and evil, a polite bargain with the world will not protect you. Eventually, you and your children will be asked to accept the counterfeit morality. If you don't accept and convert, you will be rejected by the world. While sin and iniquity separate us from God, obedience connects us to God. However, obedience to God separates us from the world. This isn't easy stuff. It leaves every one of us with a mutually exclusive dilemma. Obey God, that one may be connected to him, but separate from the world. Or, obey the world, that one may be accepted by the world, 
but separated from God. There is no comforting, warm bathwater of trendy, popular righteousness, only cold or hot. I challenge myself, and I challenge you. What is our 100-year plan of dominion? Will our children be the heirs of multi-generational blessings rippling from the decisions and actions of a converted heart? Leading by example, endeavoring in faith to take up our cross and follow our King, Jesus Christ? Or will our children reap of a harvest of sin, iniquity, and friendship with the world? Mighty men and women of God, prepare to march, go with God, and stand in the holy place. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. From Matthew, 12, Matthew 24, verses 12 through 15. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Exodus 19.5 Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Joshua 24.15 Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 12:17. And I heard another voice from heaven, saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not her plagues. Revelation 18, verse 4. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. James 4, verse 7 and 8. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, 16. And finally, from Matthew six thirty-three, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.